Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Welcome on in. It's another episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelin Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. As always, MRN HQ here in Concord, North Carolina. I'm MRN pit reporter Chris Wilner. This is the Under the Weather Show. If you can tell, a little congestion. We're going to be okay. Kyle Ricky out there in Connecticut. Another big weekend out at Stafford. Uh, Kyle, how'd your weekend go? It is NASCAR off week for the national series, but we don't rest, right? Grassroots racing is no sleep for the wicked. Now, once we uh, start up, no matter where, what part of the country you're in, it's for the most part, full throttle, full throttle. That is through the month of say September or October. Uh, we dodged the weather up here uh, for a second consecutive week uh, on Friday night at the Stafford motor speedway. Uh, this time we were able to get the show win. Unlike last week at our fourth or fifth different SK modified winner in as many races so it's been a very competitive season up there uh good crowd everyone came out uh, took a chance on ho- hoping the uh, the showers missed the racetrack which they did and uh, it was a great night of racing and we're already dodging the weather again for this friday night so you know fingers crossed gotta love summer right there oh, yeah. up in new england and, and it's the same thing down here i feel like there's a chance to rain every day but so far so good uh let's let's kind of dive into what's coming up on the show of course we had tons of racing over the weekend, some big midweek races. Of course, as we've recorded this show last week, we had the big uh, Money at the Bank down there at Berlin. We'll talk about that. Carter Langley is joining us on the show. You may not know the name, but you will now. Uh, five wins at South Boston already this year, challenging Peyton Sellers, who's been the six-time track champion and, of course, a former NASCAR national champion on the late model side. So that battle is heating up. So we'll talk to Carter about that and all things late model at Sobo. Uh, of course, Arca's back in action this week after going to uh, the West Series, going to Sonoma last week. So back-to-back road courses for the West Series. Now we go national racing at Berlin, funny enough. So we'll look ahead to both of those and tons more on the slate. So, Kyle, let's start off with the trip out West to Sonoma Raceway. Uh, we were not on the call for that one, but Ryan Priest had uh, a little bit of a craving for wine, I should say, and it came out on top there in the Arca West race the General Tire 200. Uh, Again, Ryan, not the only NASCAR Cup Series competitor to compete in that race, but uh, looked dominant there at the end of that one. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And keep in mind, I was thinking of this the other day while watching it. Ryan hasn't had a lot of track time at Sonoma. Um, You know, the NASCAR Xfinity Series didn't race there until this past weekend. So when Ryan was in and out of that series over the last few years, uh, he didn't get an opportunity to run there. Uh, the cup cars didn't go there in 2020 or in 2021. So he only had uh, one or two prior starts at the Sonoma Raceway. So uh, with track time at these road courses being so valuable, uh, pretty smart uh, for some of these cup drivers, including Ryan, to uh, to get a little extra track time 
on Friday afternoon to kick off the race weekend in the Arkham and Art Series race. And, and he definitely made the best of it. Uh, one by nine seconds over Sammy Smith. So um, an, an incredible run for Ryan. Dominated much of the event. I think he led up almost every lap except through a, a cycle of pit stops. So um, good for Ryan. Overall, a, a good fairly clean race for the Arkham Menards West series, which is, uh, you know, something that they need as they get set to hit their summer stretch. Yeah, absolutely. And the Arca regulars just had a front row seat to both Ryan Priest. You mentioned Sammy Smith, Riley Herbst was back at it as well. He ran the Portland race, uh, two weeks ago. So, uh, you like this fact that maybe these guys are, are from the national series are coming down to run. Sure. I mean, we've seen it for, for a while, uh, you know, sometimes, their experience and then on top of the equipment that they run uh it's tough for the the regulars to, to keep up which was the case sure. here i mean we're talking about xfinity and, and cup drivers one two three because a lot of xfinity drivers had never raced at that racetrack either uh with the xfinity series debuting there the next day so they were in the field um yeah i, I like it you know i don't i wouldn't want to see it happen every weekend and on the west series we see it a handful of times a year mainly at, at the phoenix raceway and at sonoma and uh i'm yeah i'm okay with it um if, again if it only if it's limited yeah for sure and i think there's really only maybe a couple other opportunities we may see some of those guys do it you know i kind of mentioned irp right it's nascar yeah. weekend out at the brickyard with indycar and some of those guys may come over run the short track at irp and then Watkins Glen, of course, another road course uh, matched up with NASCAR weekend. So maybe those two, we would see some of those. Uh, did want to point out Landon Lewis, who we talked about him last week. And, of course, that elusive first win he got at, at Portland. Uh, taken out early in a wreck, but he still has a 12-point lead on Sean Hingarani. And, of course, that's going to be the points battle we talk about for the rest of the years. So, uh, Kyle, it's still tight. But now that we're going to probably see more of it just being a arca west only or arca driver only uh entry list here for the summer stretch uh what do you think you think landon can hang on oh yeah i think so um you know he he leads by 12 points finished p19 if there's a race for him to have issues it was probably that one because a lot of those cup and xfinity guys uh took up those spots and, and took those points that he would have lost otherwise to regulars like Sean Hagerani if he would have finished higher up in the running order. So um, if there was an, an event for him to have issues, it was probably that one. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it being a clean race, clean for about everybody except for the point leader. That streak comes to an end of all those top two finishes, including the most recent win. But um, just, you know, tightens the standings a little bit more and uh, creates a little bit, little bit more drama as we head in uh, to the summer months. That's right. Arca West is off this week. We'll get into the Arca Menard series coming up at Berlin in segment three. All right. Other big race we want to talk about the uh, money in the bank at Berlin. It's been a uh, big staple over the last several years at uh, Jeff Striegel's tracker colleague here at MRN. Uh, Eric Jones getting an emotional win. And, and not only is it uh, his first win in a while at Berlin. And of course, it's nice to see Eric when he comes down to the grassroots level perform really well in a late model. But uh, came the week his dad died back in 2016. And I know Eric won at Berlin the last time uh, that week. And then this kind of came on the anniversary. So uh, a very an emotional victory lane. Of course, his dad instrumental in his late model career and, and young racing career. Uh, but really cool to see Eric do it and, and do it 
he didn't dominate, right? Like had to pass a lot of cars, um, big battle at the front, and, and he didn't check out at the end either. It kind of came down to who could get through lap traffic. So really cool to see Eric get that win. Yeah, a lot of long green flag runs in the event, just a couple of cautions, and there were a couple of competition cautions that I believe they threw every 50 or so green flag laps. Uh, Kyle Crump stayed right with him for much of that final green flag run. Bubba Pollard was right there within striking distance as they kind of had to weave their way through a lot of that lap traffic. But a very emotional day for Eric, the, the seventh anniversary of the passing of his dad, picking up the race win at uh, what he considers his home racetrack there at Berlin Raceway. Early in the day, his NASCAR Cup Series team fined and docked points and, and penalized from infractions from uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway. So uh, a lot happened in a very short amount of time for Eric Jones, who was able to uh, manage it all well and uh, pick up the win and end the day on a high note. Yeah, absolutely. So good stuff out there at Berlin. Again, Archimenard's there this weekend. We'll talk about that. Uh, on the modified side, I saw you have your backdrop for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Big money, Matt Hirschman, uh, again, kind of like the Ryan Priest of the Modified Tour this week at Seekonk, just led almost every single lap and was dominant as ever. I think uh, nobody's surprised, although I thought maybe it'd be a little bit bigger of a race up front, but Matt Hirschman dominates the Seekonk 150. Yeah, there was one early caution in the first five laps, and then they went the better part of 120 laps without a caution, and that allowed Matt Hirschman to to not only race out front as the leader, but lap up to, I believe, the third place car at the time of the second caution flag with, I think it was 20 or 35, 20 or 30 laps to go. It was in the last quarter of the race um, when, when the three cars spun. So a, a fair, fairly tame race, uh, 20 cars took the green flag there. Uh, a quick race, 37, 38 minutes to complete the event, Matt Hirschman. Uh, put a whooping on him as he usually does at Seekonk. Uh, he's won there now, and I think every major modified touring division that competes there, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, hadn't raced there since 2019. So he hadn't had a recent opportunity to win there uh, under the NASCAR banner. Uh, but the track also promotes other big events throughout the year in which he has dominated. And well, that streak continued last Wednesday night. Five cars ended up finishing on the lead lap with a couple of late race cautions and some lucky dogs. Then he was able to fend off, you know, some of the big names of Kobe and Silk, former champions in second and third. Bonsignor, I believe, was on the lead lap as well. But um, he becomes the first repeat winner of the season. So that pretty cool streak the tour had going of five consecutive winners is now uh, snapped with back-to-back -back wins now for Big Money Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff out there at Seekonk. And then quickly want to mention Tyler Matthews won the Jack Ingram Memorial out at Hickory Motor Speedway. And, of course, we talk about Hickory just up the road from us here in Concord, North Carolina, but uh, good, a, a big event when it comes to the Jack Ingram. I know we saw uh, last year was that Dale Jr. was there uh, helping yep. to promote that race. So uh, Tyler Matthews kind of putting his name in the late model history books out there at Hickory. Yeah, good race, good field. Second annual event, 111 laps for the late models. I think they were just shy of 20 cars that took the green flag. Tyler Matthews led a majority of the second half of the race. Uh, former K&N East standout, uh, Ronnie Bassett Jr., always strong down in the south in late model competition. Hasn't run as much as we used to see him on the racetrack uh, with the family and all, but uh, when he does compete, he runs well, finishing in the second spot. Uh, also, uh, Kate Brown had a good top uh, three finish. Kate, a, a strong competitor there on a weekly basis, uh, ran well much of the, the evening as well. So a good race there in memory of one of the greats down in the Carolinas and in the early years of the NASCAR Bush Series uh, in, in Jack Ingram.
Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of late models, uh, we're going to talk to one of the uh, up-and-comers out at South Boston Speedway. Trails Peyton Sellers by five points in the championship and is making a name for himself with five wins on the year. That man is Carter Langley. He's standing by on Zoom. He's coming up next on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. Welcome back in and ask our Coast to Coast presented by Wheel and Engineering. As promised, joining us via Zoom, the man, the teenage sensation out at South Boston Speedway, it is Carter Langley. Five wins this year, Carter, as you challenge Peyton Sellers for the track championship. Let's just start there. Did you expect this kind of start to your season uh, out there at South Boston when you've got a guy like Peyton Sellers, who we always talk about each and every year as a, as a contender for the title? Uh, I really didn't. Um, I mean, I figured we'd have a good car. I just got done putting it back together. So um, I worked really hard on it through the offseason because um, I wrecked it about halfway through last year. So I was just really hoping to go and try to knock off some maybe a win halfway through the season. And I really didn't expect this strong of a start this early in the season. So um, it's been been very fortunate and very fun running against Peyton and, and their crew and everybody at South Boston. What brought you to South Boston this year to compete full-time for the track title? Um, I, I raced cars tour last year. And then the year before I raced South Boston, I had a, I had a lot of fun, loved the atmosphere. I feel like it's the local, the local version of cars tour. Um, I mean, it's very competitive and I like the competitiveness and I just, I feel like being able to go to the same track every weekend helped me out a lot. And, um, I don't know. Car store helped me out a lot running with them and being able to um, learn how to pass a lot cleaner and run hard the whole time. And um, but I, I just I really like the atmosphere of South Boston. And I just I like I like a track, honestly. What's it like competing against a guy like Peyton Sellers, who's won a national title, who's won six track championships? Does that elevate your game a little bit? What have you been able to figure out? now over the you know first five or six weeks of the season, or I guess a little bit more now, uh, that you've kind of learned about when you race them, you know where you can beat them and things like that to help you know, your success. Yeah, um, he's, uh, he's actually really taught me a lot. I'm just riding behind him and um, learning what he does and what I do different and um, just, just trying to see how I can change my lineup, get by him, or just see what I can do to try to be better than him because, I mean, at South Boston is his home track and he knows it like the back of his head. So um, just he's really teaching me a lot and I'm, I'm trying to learn a lot from him and try to take what he's got and take it into my perspective and try to make it better. There's a lot of different length races over the course of the year. We'll talk about the 200 coming up here in a little bit, a race that you found success in um, a year ago. Uh, you have your standard 100 lappers, but you have twin 60s coming up, I believe, this Saturday night. How difficult is a twin 60 night, especially if you have issues in that first race? And, and does the driving style change in race one 
trying not to have issues, knowing that you have another race later on in the night. Yeah, um, since we just ran twin 75s and we got to run on the same tires again this weekend, it um, it definitely makes you wonder on how how good your car is going to be. Um, luckily, uh, Josh Yeoman puts a great setup on mine, and um, he, he seems to just get it right no matter what tire situations we got going on, and it seems to be lasting through – all the laps. Um, the second race, we've been struggling a little bit here lately. Um, the first weekend, we made some wrong tire calls on flipping them and stuff like that. And then this past weekend, uh, or the weekend, two weekends ago, we had a clutch problem. So really looking to have a, a solid weekend in these twin sixties and um, to have no problems in the second race. I, I feel like the first race we've been pretty decent. I just we just got to close out the deal in the second race. Speaking of tires, I know that was a topic, you know, late last year into this year's the tire shortage and how racetracks are kind of, you know, dealing with that. Like you mentioned, having to run the same tires uh, between races and, and even between weeks. How has that challenged you and your team? And maybe I guess you as a driver, right? Because now you have to really focus on saving your stuff. You can't just go out 115%, you know, each every lap. Um, personally, I, I I tend to like the um, running, running tires weekends and weekends because uh, I mean I ran Charger for a little bit and that's just some some scuffed tires and um, it's kind of back to where I, I started at and um, I kind This NASCAR season Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team No, we're looking for bankers the ones who are open on Sundays So if you live for the gravity defying 31 degree banks like this one on turn 4 in Daytona Then we want you be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. I honestly kind of like it. Talked a moment ago about uh, the, the Thunder Road, Harley-Davidson 200 a year ago. You finished uh, in the top five after having to overcome some early race issues. First off, how important is that race to that racetrack? How big is it? And and how excited were you to have a good run in that race a year ago as we look to the next running of that race in a couple of weeks' time? Yeah, um, I feel like this year is uh, definitely our best best shot at it. Um, I feel like we got a, a good baseline set up and something to work off of. And hopefully um, hopefully we can have a good run. And um, last year, we, our car was really good last year. I feel like we could have been competing with um, – with Heim and Borst at the end there, but uh, just un unfortunate circumstances uh, towards the end. But um, I think we got a good piece, good piece coming up. Uh, if we can just get through this weekend and um, focus towards that, I, I feel like it um, it could really bring a big win to the career if uh, if we could pull it off. But um, there's going to be a lot of tough guys there. Um, all the cars, trophy guys are coming. Everybody's coming, so it's going to um, be one to be one weekend to really focus on and one weekend to get your mind on the, um, on the game. And, um, hopefully, hopefully we can pull through and, um, pull off. For those watching this show that may say, you know, man, I, I just heard of this kid, you know, he's winning a lot at South Boston. Where did your racing career start? Where, where was the progress, uh, from, from the early days to now, like kind of give us a look at how you got involved. Well, my, my uncle raced four cylinders for a long time and, uh, I raced go-karts. I started when I was seven and I raced till I was, uh, probably I, uh, about 12, I got in a dirt street stock and then I raced it a little bit and then went back to go-karts and then about two or three years ago, started in the charger class and, um, finally got into late model probably two years ago, raced charger for about 
one or two years and um then just been taken off at it ever since so a fairly uh, quick progression here over yeah. just the last couple of years and and no doubt finding success did i read somewhere that when you're not working on late models and at the racetrack you you work on a farm well yeah technically um a little bit here and there um i'm about my uncle's opening an oil change business here soon so i think i'm gonna start uh going and working for him and um Still working on the race cars during the week a little bit. Um, just trying to get them ready for every weekend. It's not bad to have a side hustle, right? Side job keep keeps you busy, earn some money, and then obviously you can go racing on the weekends. Um, let's look ahead, kind of at the schedule this year. Obviously, you're going to go for the track title. You know, head to head battle there with Peyton Sellers. I think you're what five points behind, so it's neck and neck at this point of the season. But what else is on your schedule? Where else would you like to go? Uh, race your late model here in 2023. Um, definitely gonna run the triple crown stuff and um then we're gonna go to Ace for the Cars Tour race and I, I really like Ace. Ace is a fun track to me and um I so unfortunately we couldn't make the first uh race at Ace because we had a South Boston race um the next day. So uh hopefully the next cars tour Friday night at Ace we're gonna go to and um South Boston for the cars tour and maybe a few other places. I'm hopefully getting to get out to Wake County um, a few times with my other car, uh, just working on some motor and then um, just go around and try to have fun and win races. Final question for you. Uh, we talked about a little bit ago how fairly quick your career has grown. Where do you want to see yourself or where would you like to see yourself, say, in another two, three, four years down the road? Um, I'm honestly really happy where I am right now. Um, I, I mean, everybody really wants to go to NASCAR, but I mean, I'm, I, I really just want to own my own late mile stock team and, um, work on them and rent them out. Um, that's really my end goal. And hopefully, hopefully I can get to that point one day. Still got a lot of learning to do and hopefully, um, Josh Yeoman can teach me all his tricks. Well, hey, congratulations on the early success so far this year. Obviously, you're turning a lot of heads. It's cool to watch you, Peyton, and the rest of the group out there at South Boston do battle each and every week. And best of luck as you chase uh, the track title against one of the best to do it out there. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Carter Langley out at South Boston Speedway. We'll see him compete here in a couple weeks' time at the Big 200. All right, we're back on the flip side of the break. we got more to talk about, including the calendar of what's ahead. Another big week, although NASCAR National Series is off. Plenty of local racing to go here this week. That's coming up next on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheelan Engineering. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Welcome back into NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. Hey, Rick, good conversation with Carter Langley. Good head on his shoulders and uh, a name that won't go away. Be curious to see what happens through the summer stretch, though. That points battles, I think, going to go down to, to the very last race in the fall. Yeah, see, he seems to have uh, the confidence uh, after all of those wins. Five now to begin the 2023 season. 
uh, right there within a couple of points of a driver that knows that racetrack about better than anybody else, has so many championships there, has won uh, several national championships because of his success at that racetrack in Peyton Sellers. So I think uh, we're going to see Carter uh, contend for not only this year's title, but we're going to be talking about him for many years down the road. Absolutely. Well, in the rearview mirror is all the racing from last week, including late models at Berlin. As we look ahead to this week, we have the Arc Menard Series back at Berlin, 8 p.m. Saturday night up in Michigan on Flow Racing. Can Jesse Love go four in a row? Now, he finished in the top five last year in this race. Uh, there were some names like Daniel Dye and, of course, that, that aren't a part of the series anymore that finished ahead of him. But Jesse Love has an opportunity to go four in a row uh, with the series and would be the 14th time in series history somebody could do that what do we think Kyle the short track slate kind of begins with Berlin this weekend a super fun racetrack of course shout out to Jeff Striegel up there GM of uh, of Berlin and they're gonna put on a great show but what do you think can he go four in a row I, I mean, yeah, he has momentum on his side right now. He's going to have some challenges by William Swalich with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. Obviously, Sean, Hinger, Sean Hingerani, that is, will be there for Venturini. I think those will be his two closest competitors in the 17 cars that are entered. But uh, with momentum on his side, I'm sure he has all the confidence in the world going to a racetrack that you mentioned he ran well at a year ago. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's no doubt he can, you know, get out front early, win the pole potentially, and, and lead most, if not all, the laps just based on what we have seen out of that young driver over the last uh, four or five weeks. Yeah, when we had him on the show a couple weeks ago, you know, he was talking about the other racing he does. He's not slowed down. I know right. the Arts Art Series has had some weeks off, but he won a midget race uh, back with, uh, was it USAC or the Extreme Series? One of the two. He picked up a midget series win uh, on the dirt a couple weeks ago, and he's been running Indiana Midget Week and things like that. So he's been staying busy, and like he kind of said, the fact that he can keep racing keeps that momentum alive. So we'll have to see what happens at Berlin. Of course, has to go up against uh, points rival or championship points rival uh, Frankie Muniz, who still sits second in points. He's on the entry list. A little bit smaller, Kyle, of an entry list, and I, I thought maybe we would see uh, again, but at the same time, the names are there. You mentioned William Swalich. He's been there in a late model at Berlin in the past, so he's got experience. And then, of course, um, Andres Perez de Lara, I think, was somebody that really surprised a lot of people earlier this year, even late last year at Bristol when he was running inside the top five, and then this year's kind of kept it up. Uh, looked like he could have been a contender at Charlotte, uh, too, back in May. So uh, maybe he's somebody to keep an eye on, too, as well. Tony Breidinger is going to be the other Venturini Motorsports entry this weekend, along with Sean she finished top 10 at Berlin last year. So uh, a, a healthy, uh, although small, a healthy uh, entry list for ARCA here this weekend. Again, Saturday, 8 p.m. on Flow Racing. Uh, some other news and notes coming up this week. How about uh, the Cars Tour, Dominion Raceway, all the momentum in the Cars Tour this year. We've talked about it all year long. Points battle again between Carson Quapple, Brendan Queen. Both of those will be involved or in, entered in this race. So will Landon Huffman, Connor Hall and plenty more. What do you think about the Cars Tour, Kyle, going to Dominion, another really good racetrack on the schedule? Yeah, it's a good racetrack for, for any of the, the late model or super late model tours that compete at it during the course of the summer months. Another he healthy entry list. You mentioned some of the big guns and in Caden Honeycutt, uh, Old Butterbean's going to be there, Brendan Queen, Landon Huffman, uh, Quapple uh, runs well seemingly everywhere he goes. There's many others on the list that are entered. Um, going to be a great night, uh, going to be a special night as well at that racetrack as well, Chris. 
yeah, Minnie Tyrell, uh, who's been a part of the series now for a couple years, uh, inviting 12 patients and their families from the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Maryland to the facility. Uh, and they're going to participate in the full weekend of events out there at Dominion Raceway, which is so cool, on and off the track. Uh, Minnie Tyrell's done a lot for the community away from the racetrack. And again, pardon my sinus congestion here, but I, I, I couldn't, I mean, I read this, our, our producer, Pat Jaggers, kind of forwarded that along to us and uh, really cool to, to see what Minnie's doing. Again, this isn't a big NASCAR race, right? It's not the cup series coming to town, but at the same time, anytime we can get some of our racers from these series, these grassroots levels to extend out to the community and bring some of these folks into the racetrack, get them that experience. I think that is super, super cool. So kudos to Minnie Tyrell uh, bringing those folks from the Walter Reed uh, National Military Medical Center in Maryland over to Dominion. Um, plenty of those, Kyle, I'm sure will be their first time at a racetrack watching late models. No, absolutely. And Minnie got the idea from attending an event at, I believe, Florence recently. Uh, saw a young boy there with uh, sickle cell disease get to interact with the drivers, saw how happy that made uh, that youngster in, in just being able to meet the, his heroes, uh, the drivers that he's about to see on the racetrack. I think it was during a pre-race festivities, and, and that idea sparked this idea that we're going to see here this weekend. We used to see it, I think we still might see it, uh, in the NASCAR Xfinity Series um, when they, they raced at uh, Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. So, you know, pretty cool to see it come over to the short track level, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of smiles on those youngsters uh, this weekend when they get to to meet the drivers and see the cars up close during the events there. Absolutely. So kudos to Minnie Tyrell for doing that. Again, that race Dominion is Saturday night. You can watch that race on Flow Racing. All right, a few other coming uh, events, Kyle, to mention just real quick. The ASA Star National Tour, the Super Late Models. Uh, the Milwaukee Mile, which is pretty awesome. The Father's Day 100, they've got a stellar entry list for that one. Of course, you can imagine all the stars in super late model racing want to tackle the mile at Milwaukee. That's a good one. I, we, we talked to Ty Majeski actually earlier this year. He's on the entry list for that one, one of the races he wants to win, being in his backyard out there in Wisconsin. Pass Tour, White Mountain, Allen Turner Pro Late Models at Five Flags, plus tons on flow racing, whether it's uh, Thunder Road, South Boston, Riverhead, Jennerstown, Bowman Gray, Langley, and much more. Kyle, you've got the uh, Open Modified 80 at Stafford this Friday night. Why don't you give us a little preview? Yeah, sponsored by Casella Waste, a uh, big company up here, and then feel like everywhere they've jumped on board as a partnership, 25 cars right now on the entry list. All of the big names, including the most recent winner, Glenn Reen, who's driving for longtime car owner Dan Avery. Uh, one of the original winners in the SK Modified Division and that division's first year back in the 80s. So uh, going to be a great race. Uh, yeah, I've mentioned uh, 24, 25 cars. Hopefully Mother Nature cooperates. I also do want to mention a big event at Riverhead Raceway on Saturday night. Uh, the Baldwin Evans Jerzombeck 77 Memorial Race for uh, three of the best in modified racing that we lost all so many years ago now. Uh, hard to believe it's been over three decades since we lost uh, at least two of the three of those drivers with Tom Baldwin losing him about 15 going on 20 years ago now uh, at Thompson special memorial event there on Saturday night always brings out uh, the best of of the Long Island contingent plus a lot of the Northeast folks that travel down there as well so that event also be on flow part of uh, the flow racing lineup on Saturday yeah so plenty to uh, get your racing fill although of course the NASCAR NASCAR National Series is on vacation I know a lot of drivers are out at the beach or or with families so 
uh, plenty of grassroots racing to get your fill. Also want to give a shout out to Steve Post here at the Motor Racing Network. Summer shootout started this week out at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Bandoleros, all the good stuff out there. Uh, Legends cars at the uh, quarter mile on the front straightaway Charlotte Motor Speedway. So that will be taking place again every Tuesday through the summer. So uh, plenty of going on out there at the big track. So tons going on, Kyle. We hope you have a great weekend. And uh, say a prayer I can kick this bug here because I'd like to uh, be ready to go when I go uh, tackle some racing here this week. You're young. You'll be I fine. I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you mentioned uh, the summer shootout. I was able yeah. to watch the past week. Uh, the principals had the first school bus slobber knocker of the season, and they all kept the buses upright. That always no. makes me a little nervous when the when you get principals behind the wheel of those school buses. Usually they, they flip one over and it yeah. takes forever to clean it up because fluid goes everywhere. And uh, But they, they kept them upright. There were a couple of close calls, but uh, it was fun to watch. And our boy Steve Post behind the mic again, I believe it was year, I think he said 25 or 28 for summer shootout at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And always a good time there each and every Tuesday night where so many of our national series stars and our local stars uh, that's where they, they begin their careers on Tuesday nights on the Charlotte Quarter Mile. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can even just talk about uh, Bubba Wallace, right? Yep. Steve Post even mentioned earlier this week that he watched him race the Young Lions and now look at him in the Cup Series. So we'll see who the next generation of uh, superstars comes out of the summer shoot. I even saw Brexton Bush get a second-place finish there last night. Good stuff, Kyle. Uh, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy your weekend. Hope Stafford doesn't rain out. I'll do a rain dance for you after the show's over. And I look forward to catching up with you next week. Sounds good. Look forward to it. This has been MRN Coast to Coast. For Kyle Ricky, Chris Wilner, our producer, Pat Jaggers, we appreciate you for tuning in. This show is sponsored by Wheelin Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Have a great week. NASCAR off weekend, but enjoy some short tracking. And we'll talk about it all next week. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Aha! Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Uh -huh. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's Holdings, LLC.